Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. You had an opportunity to observe today's practice. This is a practice that had a lot of contact, I'm guessing, but no pads and no taking the players to the ground. What? <laughs> no pads? <laughs> they, had, they had pads on. <laughs> oh, I thought uh, what I read or understood that there would be no pads. It was just uh, maybe it's just all thud, and I interpreted yeah. by only thud meaning no pads. Um, he might have been talking about maybe maybe he's talking about next week or something with uh, with going spiders again. But no, they were in uh, they were in shoulder pads today, so they were in what they call shells. Um, so they were, you know, there were some pads popping today. It, it oh, wasn't good. obviously tackled to the ground. That it, now they did take them inside. It's it's a little chilly. It's like 53 degrees. It's not like super cold. It's overcast. But uh, the real problem I think today is the wind. It's about you know 20 20 mile an hour wind. So I think that's why maybe they decided to take them inside. It is a little bit shorter practice. We were originally scheduled. I was supposed to come on with you at 5:30 today, but they moved media up to 5:30. So they're they're cutting practice short by about 30 minutes today. I'm not sure exactly why they're doing that, but we'll we'll actually have some opportunities to talk to some transfers today. I believe uh, Jaden Hazelwood, uh, Drew Sanders will be in there today, along with uh, Brady Latham and Torian Carter, a couple of a couple of guys that are interesting because you know Latham's been working uh, at a bunch of different spots on the offensive line, and and Carter has has had another good uh, spring and has been working with the first group when they go in the four man front. So those are the guys that we'll talk to today after practice in uh, in Razorback Stadium in the media room in there. Uh, I didn't notice anybody uh, new missing today, aside from you know guys that had, we had already noticed noted it as mentioned, <laughs> noted as missing uh, from yesterday. So so that's good. They made it through another practice without losing anybody new. Obviously, there's no returnees either. Uh, you know, Paul uh, was still out with uh, with a concussion issue and. Dalton Wagner still out with the back issue. Those were the two new ones from the last practice. Um, today, you know, it's interesting. I can remember when you know this building was was new, the Walker Pavilion, when it was brand new. And when you're looking at it, you're like, man, they didn't leave them a lot of room to work in the end zone. And uh, so they today they moved the goalpost uh, up five yards. So the ten yard line was where the end zone was, and then the goal line was the back of the end zone. And so there were several catches that were like right there, you know, in the in the goal line, you know, right at the the back of the end zone, slash the out of bounds, where it looked like, you know, you're thinking, oh man, that was a great touchdown catch, and then you know the rest are waving it off out of bounds. <laughs> so I think it was a little bit confusing. I don't know why they don't just move it up five yards and paint and uh, and and make it, you know, 90 yards, you know, move them up five yards on both sides, give them a little bit more room to work in the end zones. But uh, I, I remember that from a long time ago. I remember Brett Bielema mentioned it to me. Like, why why, why didn't they ask me to design these indoor facilities? Because I would have given them a little bit of room to work in the end zone. But um, there were uh, uh, there, there was a couple of nice plays. McKinley, or excuse me, uh, Jackson Woodard, actually, another walk-on linebacker, uh, had uh, an interception today on Malik Hornsby. 
uh, about a 10 yard pass over the middle. Harper Cole made a really great grab and one of those that looked like a touchdown, but he was actually out of bounds, but he went up to get it. Uh, but he was actually out of bounds. Rocket Sanders had a similar play today. Um, I noticed a, a, a lot of times with Fortin, he was throwing towards uh, throwing towards Landon Rogers, who was uh, covered by Malik Chavis, and Chavis was doing a really good job in coverage. One time he got called for a pass interference, but another couple times he made some really good plays on the ball. Jaden Johnson had a couple of nice plays on the ball too. Still working some four-man front, mixing it in with three-man front. The third group is just working three-man front. I don't think they're trying to confuse some of those younger guys any. And didn't notice any changes to the depth chart at all. Now, obviously, Lucas Coley wasn't out there, so Kate Fortin was getting the uh, exclusive uh, third-team reps. They did take the quarterbacks outside a little bit to let them work on a little windy ball stuff, uh, throwing into the nets and you know trying to hit targets and stuff. And it was mixed reviews. There were some wobbly, wobbly passes. Uh, KJ did pretty well. He was probably the most consistent, although he lost he lost a couple in the wind also. Uh, but uh, yeah, they got him a little bit of work outside, uh, just uh, just throwing the ball into the nets and stuff, just kind of, I guess, let him get used to in the case that it is a, a really windy day. I would probably say Malik uh, struggled the most with the, with the windy ball today. But, uh, yeah, shorter practice, so they should be wrapping up here in, um, I don't know, probably about 20 minutes. Trey, do you know if the – I'm not sure you want to call it an experiment, but after now seeing – uh, Lucas Coley leaving the program, does that mean you won't see Malik Hornsby at wideout or in any of the other positions mm-hmm. that they lined him up? I was curious about that. You know, would they change things a little bit? I did see, I guess it was a GA who was throwing a little bit of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's, uh, that's in the plans or anything. Probably not. But uh, they are a little tight on numbers now, uh, just suddenly, you know, at, at quarterback with, with Coley moving on. And so uh, I was wondering if they would maybe limit that with Malik Hornsby. And I didn't see them. Now, the past few days when they've come out and team right off the bat, they've had Malik Hornsby split out at wide receiver, the first group right off the bat. And they didn't do that today. However, a little bit later in the practice, like probably 15 minutes ago, uh, they did have Malik split out wide at wide receiver. So it, it looks like that's going to continue in the plans. And, again, I think part of that is, you know, they do feel good about where Kate Fortin is. I mentioned really, you know, uh, as I said the other day, before uh, Pittman was talking about him, uh, that he, you know, to me he kind of looked a little shaky starting out. And then more and more you start seeing, you know, he's making really good reads. He's finding open wide receivers. They do that red zone stuff. It seems like he's he's connecting a lot on that kind of stuff. Uh, so maybe it's, you know, a situation where they feel good about him. Um, and in, Because you're, you're risking injury, you know. And, uh, you know, anytime you put Malik out there, you know, heck, you put KJ out there because you got to shuffle him out at wide receiver. Then, you know, you're risking – injury and you know you are a little bit thin now so that is you know kind of a reason to wonder will they change their plans a little bit with how they approach that but um as long as they feel good about uh kate fortin and you know i I have no reason to believe they didn't feel good about lucas coley either um but obviously he's not he's not part of the team anymore i wonder what that i mean again i guess there's no change also in the status of landon rogers i mean that that was the position Mm -hmm. he was originally recruited for a quarterback, but I'm guessing yeah, now that – that's a good uh, point, Randy. I, I hadn't thought about that. Um, he has been working with the third group at wide receiver. He, You know, he's a 
I was watching him run today. He's like, man, you know, he's six four, maybe taller, long body guy. Looks good running out there. But you, that's a good point, Randy. Maybe it's not the worst idea ever to consider moving him back over to quarterback now that you are a little bit tighter. I mean, they haven't bulked him up, have they? I mean, at one time they no, were no, trying no. to He's not. slot him, slot him yeah. as a tight, uh, tight end, but I never heard mm-hmm. anything about trying to beef him up. He, he looks like a tall wide receiver to me. I yeah. wouldn't say he's exceedingly beefed up or anything, now. Yeah, which I would think would make it easy sliding back in the quarterback position, which I, I know we talked a little bit about this uh, yesterday and in the, in the aspect, by the way, is 2 nothing. I mean, I'm sorry, nothing, nothing, Arkansas, Florida. Uh, the bottom of the, fa- uh, bottom of the first just ended Arkansas at, at bat to begin the top half of the second inning score, nothing, nothing. Again, that game can be heard on 106.7 FM, Buzz 2, our sister station. Um, now I lost my train of thought, but I wanted to make sure the inning just ended a second ago uh, down in Gainesville. In fact, there was a question that uh, they were going to get the game played today because of all the rain that was there in the Gainesville area, but uh, – Obviously, they are playing ball there in Gainesville. Um, uh, help me out, Rick. I've gone brain dead. I've went from uh, <laughs> you've gone brain dead. Brandon, nice know, addition Rick. for the basketball team out of the transfer portal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. yeah. <laughs> yeah you got refresh working. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That 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 can make you go brain dead when you keep looking at that, doesn't it? The transfer the portal, yeah, oh, <laughs> all the yeah. additions, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's. I mean, yesterday was wild. Yesterday was an absolute roller coaster with everything that was going on. But, you know, both football transfer portal and basketball. I mean, just crazy. And then, um, you know, we'd heard a little bit that uh, you know there was maybe some, maybe going to be some movement possibly with the guy from Texas Tech. And then Curtis hit me up this morning. He's like, "Hey, man, this grandkid out of Arizona State." It looks like something might be happening. Just keep, you know, we're going to keep an eye on this. And uh, lo and behold, we thought we actually thought it would be this evening uh, when that came out, but um, did it a little bit earlier. And it's just a, one six nine guy after another that Musselman is is adding. I mean, they're not going to uh, they're not going to have an issue. It doesn't seem like with uh, with height and um, three transfer additions here in the la- just in the last three days, four overall. And uh, they got to find some room here, so we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, if Jalen Williams comes back, man, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it looks uh, they look like they're going to be pretty nasty next year. This is a, this is a really nice addition. You know, the the two guys from Rhode Island. I think there were some that were like, you know, kind of wondering a little bit, like, is you know, is this the is this the fit that we want and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know. The way I look at it, these guys are, are both – the two Rhode Island guys are both, you know, rim protectors. They're athletic. They're big. Um, you know, they can get rebounds. I don't know that Arkansas needs guys that are looking to score 15 points a game. You know, they've got Nick Smith Jr. and mm-hmm. uh, and Anthony Black and, you know, Jalen Williams hopefully coming back and um, Jordan Walsh, who's a big finisher. So, I don't, I don't know that they need, like, you know, a bunch of guys that are, like, demanding the ball. And uh, – you know this 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 guy from uh, Arizona State. You know he's he's obviously going to get his, but um, you know I I think in that sense the the two Rhode Island guys make maybe a little bit more sense because 
I mean, everybody you got you get is not going to be uh, you know 15 points a game score. We've made I don't jokes. Know if there's enough touches. We've made jokes no. about when somebody else said, "Well, how many how many scholarships do they have available?" And we've made jokes saying there's 13 because that's how many each year. We may see that some year where he just turns the whole team over. You think? Wasn't there a brief period like like maybe 15 years ago or something, Rick? You might remember where they had like a limit on the number of guys you could bring into your basketball yeah. program. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's been a long time, but yeah, I think it was it was like four or five. So, my gosh. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that rule's not around anymore. So is Eric Musselman. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. I knew what I was. I knew where I was headed with this. Uh, you had an article. Um, I guess it was yesterday. Latest Arkansas personnel updates out of spring drills. And you started off with Rocket Sanders in full running back mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a comment that Sam Pittman made. You know, last spring when they brought him in, he hadn't really – he had done some running back in high school, but, you know, wasn't really considered a running back recruit. And, uh, you know, he's put together like one. I mean, he's he's – twitchy he's he's muscled up like just really shredded and you know we we saw him make some good runs and good plays and stuff uh, but now they're they're you know Pittman's kind of saying you're you know you're full running back mode now and um I mean he's he's a great looking prospect I mean obviously um ran for over 500 yards as a true freshman last year but uh, I, I would expect him to do big things this year if he can stay healthy obviously he had the shoulder that kind of limited him you know what I really look for him is you know, you're looking to replace some production lost by Traylon Burks, and obviously we expect Hazelwood, you know, who, who, again, for the second day in a row was working at the first team at slot. We expect him to pick up a lot of that. But, I mean, Rocket Sanders can catch the ball. And, you know, so can A.J. Green. We saw A.J. Green do some good things out of the backfield. But Rocket Sanders was, you know, brought as a wide receiver, so he's used to catching it. So, I mean, maybe we could look to see more catches out of the backfield for him also. And number two, Sam Pittman likes Rashad Dubinion's style. He does. He has commented on Dubinion quite a bit, actually. Size-wise, I would say he's a little bit bigger version um, in terms of build and size and everything of, uh, of TJ Hammonds. Just a little bit bigger than TJ. Um, and he does move well. He, he probably is similar in style as a runner like A.J. Green. They're probably similar. Um, maybe a little bit more stop and start from Dubinion, um, but they're pleased with him. They like they like their running back room right now, especially when Dominic Johnson gets back in the fold. It's it's a pretty good group. Next up, number three, Drew Sanders showing up. He is. Uh, he got an opportunity to move up with the first group when Paul uh, suffered his concussion. I mean, he he's listed at what six five two thirty something, and he looks every bit of that. You know, I'm watching him in drills and stuff, and you know, I always watch the linebackers' feet and stuff, and um, you know, just you can you can always tell. Like you know, a lot of times when you're looking at drills and stuff, you it, you know, if you don't know what you're watching, they all kind of look similar. But you can see, you know, foot speed and you know, just explosion and stuff. And and he really has that. I mean, Sanders was a guy that was extremely highly recruited out of high school. Like he was the number one rated athlete. You know, he was kind of he's a linebacker. He's an edge. You know probably should be a jumbo athlete category. He's the number one listed 
the number one ranked athlete in the country coming out in 2019. And uh, number, depending on where you look, on the composite, he was number three in Texas overall, number one on 24-7 sports, number one player in Texas, played 24 games for Alabama the last two years. Um, and was really a guy, he was a late addition. He wasn't, I think it was January 11th, I think, when he entered the transfer portal. So it was kind of a late move by him when you consider, you know, school starting soon and you got to get enrolled and get something figured out. So uh, that was, a, I think, a really key addition for Arkansas. And you kind of wonder, like, where would they be right now if they didn't have Drew Sanders? Um, you know, Poopal, I think we expect good things out of him. He is still young. But uh, I think eventually what we'll see is maybe like a rotation, like a three-man rotation with those three guys. I'll skip over the one because you have touched upon those. That is the transfer updates. Uh, you kind of touched on Malik Hornsby in the wide receiver quarterback update. Uh, Isaiah Nichols and Torian Carter having strong mm-hmm. spring. They are. You know, I still think they need to add an interior defensive lineman. Just to, you know, if, if they right now they're trying to figure out if they can play man. Right, and that's something that Pittman said. Can they can they play man defense? So they're going to blitz more this spring because there's there's no real risk to seeing what you're good at, and and they're going to see if they can bring four more often or even five, and to be able to bring five and blitz more, you have to be able to man up with those cornerbacks, and if they can do that, and I I think they're feeling okay about it right now, uh, then we could see them do more four-man front. And if that's the case, then probably it would be a good idea to add some more interior defensive linemen. Uh, as it stands right now, it's it's Isaiah Nichols and Torian Carter in there. Carter has played, let's see, he played eight games in 2020. He played every game last year. I think he had one start in 2020. He play, He's played every game he's been cleared and healthy to play in in the last two years. He made a big jump ahead last spring, and we saw him a good bit last year. And that's kind of been the talk again. He's made another nice big jump. And, um, you know, the same with, with Isaiah Nichols. Isaiah Nichols last spring going, you know, after la- after the 2020 season, he was 280 pounds and moved up to 330 – or, excuse me, 300. And that was, a you know, a big, big jump in size for him and made him more of a, an interior guy because he was splitting time at the end and, and, and in on the interior and the three-man front. So – um, you know, he's, he started seven games in 2020, so it would be nice to see just one, you know, tree trunk type of guy that you can't move in there, uh, you know, like a John Ridgeway type. So I, I would expect them to try to explore those options after the spring, see if they can find a guy like that. But um, it, it is good here that those two guys are, are doing well. And, you know, Sam Pittman has talked about them a lot in terms of their, you know, their hand placement and, um, you know, just the, the technique things and, it's kind of wild to think Sam Pittman has been here for three springs now. He didn't have the first spring because it was canceled. He's heading into his third year, and they're on their third defensive line coach. Now, I think it's there's positives and negatives. Obviously, you like to have some continuity with, uh, with position coaches, especially when you're talking without coordinators. But at the same time, They've had three different defensive line coaches who have all brought, you know, different ideas and, you know, different ways of doing things, different ways of teaching. I've heard Deke Adams, you know, I've heard him, how he coaches them, and it's very, very positive. You know, he'll he'll get in their rear about, you know, something they did wrong, and you know, but he'll follow it up with, like, you made too much progress this spring to be doing something like that. You know, it's always, 
he's going to let them know that he, you know, that he cares and, you know, and, and keep it positive but at the same time, let him know, let him know that he's disappointed in them. Uh, if their eyes aren't right or their hand placement or, or things that, you know, he's felt they've made progress in. And if they take a step back, he's going to let them know about it. But at the same time, you know, in a positive way. And I, I think maybe those two guys have benefited from that too, as, as, long, uh, as well as, as Cam Ball, who I think you're going to mention next. Yeah, he was up next. Uh, Cameron Ball. Yeah, Cameron Ball. Um, man, he's a good-looking kid. He came up to me. I had my 24-7 shirt on, so maybe that's what it was. But he came up and said, what's up to me today? And, I mean, 6'5", 300-plus. What is he, 310 now, 315? Uh, he's, he's he's what they're supposed to look like. He's ruck, working with the, the second bunch when they're in the four-man front. But he is he's a good-looking kid, man. And uh, maybe he's that guy eventually. He's still really young, but maybe he's that guy one day that, uh, that anchors that middle of the defensive line. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of Hawksports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. Stay up to date with the latest.